All right, everybody, I'm Logan Alec. I'm a CPA, and this is my update for Saturday, February 27th. As we all expected, the American Rescue Plan, which includes the $1,400 stimulus checks, $400 weekly unemployment boost through August 29th, and more. By the way, if you missed my video where I went over the House bill, link at the top of the screen. Anyway, this bill passed in the House of Representatives last night by a vote of 219 to 212, with Republican Representative Mike Bost failing to cast a vote. All other House Republicans, 210 in total, voted against the bill. And two House Democrats, Jared Golden and Kurt Schrader, voted against it because they feel the bill is poorly targeted. Now, this bill is at this point off to the Senate, as you know, where it will likely be heavily modified. $1,400 stimulus checks, $400 weekly unemployment, th those aren't the sticking points. The main sticking point here is the minimum wage, right? And that's why we're talking about it. It's kind of like state and local funding during the Mnuchin, uh, Meadows, Pelosi, Schumer talks, right? They agreed on stimulus checks last summer, but the whole thing got derailed for months because they couldn't agree on state and local funding uh, and to a lesser degree unemployment, right? Um, and the current bill that passed the House has the minimum wage increase in it, but as we went over previously here on the channel, the Senate parliamentarian ruled that including a minimum wage increase in this bill should not be permitted given that the bill is being passed through the reconciliation process that we've gone over previously. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi said, we will seek a solution consistent with Senate rules and we will do so soon. Speaking of including the minimum wage, and Democratic Senator Ron Wyden already released a potential plan B, which includes a 5% penalty for large corporations with low wages, as well as an income tax credit worth up to $10,000 for small businesses that pay higher wages. So party leaders are already working on something to take the place of the original $15 an hour minimum wage provision. But at this point, it's hard to say what exactly will end up in the relief package on this note. Because remember, Democrats need every single Democrat on board with whatever the bill is, whatever they come up with. And if moderate Dems like Joe Manchin don't like these minimum wage workarounds or something else, that could kill this, right? So you see, we're still kind of in this tricky phase here, right? Because we need, it's such a slim, they need everybody. They need every single Democrat on board with this, right? So they're going to have to figure out a way to please everybody here. President Joe Biden released a statement shortly after this bill passed the House. He said, now the bill moves to the United States Senate, where I hope it will receive quick action. We have no time to waste. The administration has been operating with an informal deadline of March 14th when the federal unemployment supplement from the last stimulus bill will start to phase out. So they will try to get this package on Biden's desk in roughly the next two weeks. But with only 48 Democrats and two independent, two caucus with the Democrats, like I said, they can't afford to lose a single vote in the Senate. Now, there are still some Democrats in the left wing of the party who are pushing for unilateral action to pass the minimum wage and other progressive actions. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez reacted to the parliamentarian's ruling. She said, if people in this country send us to government to change lives, we have a mandate to change those lives. Our options right now, at least our immediate actions on this specific issue, is to do something about this parliamentary obstacle or abolish the filibuster. Kamala Harris overruling the parliamentarian would allow the Senate to pass the minimum wage increase with a 50-50 vote in the Senate, while abolishing the filibuster obviously would permanently remove the 60-vote requirement that applies to most Senate legislation. Oregon Senator Jeff Merkley agreed with AOC. He tweeted, We shouldn't need to use an arcane procedure to pass the people's agenda. If we don't let the filibuster stand in our way, the parliamentarian's decision on minimum wage won't matter in the McConnell veto. Now keep in mind that Joe Manchin himself has said that he would not vote in favor 
of abolishing the filibuster. But there's definitely some report for moving the filibuster among progressives, but most Democrats who were against abolishing the filibuster before the parliamentarian's ruling still haven't been convinced. And at this point, it's unlikely that they'll get enough votes to get rid of it. Democrats have also been making moves to bring back earmarks alongside the ongoing stimulus negotiations. And House Appropriations Committee Chair Rosa DeLauro announced a new plan for earmarks last night after yesterday's update. Earmarks are now called community project funding, but they're basically the same thing, giving representatives the chance to make funding requests for various projects in their districts. DeLauro's statement reads, Community project funding will allow members to put their deep, first-hand understanding of the needs of their communities to work to help the people we represent. Our bipartisan reforms will produce a small number of projects with strong community support, a transparent process where no member's family can benefit, and where projects are audited to ensure the money was spent as planned. Some of you may be familiar with the Alaskan Bridge to Nowhere, and representatives from both parties were involved in scandals during the 2000s. So there are some valid concerns over how to make sure that funding is allocated fairly and ethically, and the new community project funding plan includes some new measures that will at least ideally make earmarks more efficient and transparent. For example, earmarks would only be distributed to nonprofits as well as state and local governments, meaning that for-profit businesses would no longer be eligible. Each representative will also be limited to 10 total requests, regardless of how many are accepted. All requests and approved projects will be posted online, and representatives will have to certify that neither they nor their family have any financial interest in the project. Finally, earmark funding will be limited to 1% of the discretionary spending budget. 1% doesn't sound like much, but we had $1.3 trillion in discretionary funding in 2019, 1% of that works out to $13 billion, which is still a lot of money, even though it's a tiny fraction of the overall budget. Now, this plan only applies to the House, but the Senate is also working on its own plan for earmarks. Democratic Senator and Appropriations Committee Chair Patrick Leahy, Representative DeLauro's counterpart in the Senate, told Punchbowl News, I have always believed that members of Congress have a better understanding of their communities than Washington bureaucrats. We are in good faith negotiations with the House and my Senate colleagues to bring back congressionally directed spending in a transparent and responsible way, and those discussions are ongoing. Republicans would have to overturn a party rule to make earmark requests, and neither Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell nor House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy have explicitly come out in favor of that, but they also haven't ruled it out. There's also some support from the highest-ranking Republican in the Appropriations Committee of both chambers. Senator Richard Shelby said, I'm not against earmarks. I'm against bad, frivolous earmarks. And similarly, Representative Kay Granger said, from my understanding, there are numerous improvements in what earmarks looked like before. I hope we give it a chance. Of course, some Republicans are very strongly against earmarks, particularly in the Freedom Caucus. But at this point, it looks like they will receive broad support from both parties. All right, everybody, that's all I have for you today. I hope you have a great weekend. The Senate will start considering the relief bill this coming week and then try to pass it sometime the following week, meaning from March 8th through the 12th. They still need to determine what they're going to do about the minimum wage provision. And it's not clear how easy it will be to get the 50 votes necessary to pass this through reconciliation. So even though we're very close, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, there's still a long way to go before this bill 
gets to Biden's desk. As always, thank you so much for watching to the end. I really appreciate it. I'll see you here tomorrow with another update. But before that, tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to be doing another tax software review and walkthrough. I want to get back into those because it's they're kind of fun for me. So uh, I will see you then at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, and then later in the day with my daily stimulus and politics update. Have a great Saturday, everybody. Bye.